What's up, fools? In today's episode, we have some old-time friends, Brad and Eve, who we are happy to have on this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've known Brad for going over 20 years, and we've known them as a couple for the last five or six years or so. Uh, so we're super glad and super happy to have them on the podcast. We end up talking about how they support each other, their expectations for each other were, and how they continued to grow as a couple while not working together. And right. we also kind of talk about therapy and our opinions on that, too, and whether or not that helped their relationship kind of flourish. Yeah, they're definitely married to their commitment and relationship to each other, even though they're not in the same career together. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a little bit of a long one, but sit back, relax, and have fun. We have now. What's up, fools? What's up? Welcome to the Married to a Podcast. I'm Richard. And I'm Vanessa. And we're Team Ramos. And we are here with our third guest, guests. No, we're a unit. <laughs> One singular unit. I thought it was Bradham and Eve. You fucked it, Brad. Hey, no bad language. <laughs> we cuss on the episode. Yes. Say, what? So we are here with our good friends Brad and Eve Hughes. Hi guys. Welcome oh. to the podcast. Eve's last Welcome. name isn't Hughes yet, so. Oh my goodness. You haven't changed your name yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know it's a pro- process. Yes, I know. Is. You don't have to tell me. It's a process. Damn it's it. Long as shit. <laughs> I keep getting bitched yeah. out about it. We'll get it done. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, come on, babe. Get married to it. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, guys. Appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks of for course. having us. So we're already down here in beautiful Camarillo, California. Mm-hmm. Feels like Florida today. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, Eve would know. <laughs> but yeah, we're hanging out. Just having a good time. Taking some time to record while we have you here. Or while I guess we're here. So <laughs> yeah. You have anything else to add before we get uh, started? No, I'm just excited. It'll cool. Fun. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> so, basically, we'll start off with the simple stuff, right? You know, how long have you been together? Kind of how you guys met? What's your guys' story? Kind of go about that first. Beer? Would you like to give the biography? Sure, why not? <laughs> um, Brad and I met back in April of 2018 through Bumble, the dating app, and I swiped right. we both swiped right. He she had like a couple of first. he had a couple of dog pictures, and I was like, "Man, those dogs are really cute." Swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bumble, you got a message first. Um, we've been together pretty much ever since the end of April, twenty eighteen, and thanks, Bumble. Yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are not a, a sponsor of this podcast episode. <laughs> we get no money and have no affiliation with Bumble. But I, uh, I Eve, moved out here back in October of 2017. I didn't really know anyone at all. Where'd you come from? I come from Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee. Go Knowles. 
<laughs> just kidding none of y'all probably know what that is um and i had no no friends out here at all and i was just kind of like swiping right taking going on dates and then i just kind of met this one guy who was having a crisis during our first date for oh, work let's, yeah let's hear about that <laughs> oh yeah so our first date was at dargan's classic and uh, we just met up for drinks and i i walk in first thing i say is just so you know there's a main water line at a mobile home park. I used to work in property management, but main water line that blew. And I'm dealing with this, so I might answer my phone many times during this date. At and least you're honest like, from the get-go. And I was like, okay. You said, cool. you're hooked. Like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, I don't really care. That's fine. I get, I get like, job emergencies happen, and you're when you're responsible for it, you got to take action. So, like, it didn't bother me. Honestly, it was kind of, like, almost nice to see that like he was taking care of like whatever he needed to take care of it was refreshing it was refreshing Mm -hmm. yeah and he like you know just to be straightforward like that and then to just like handle it like i I thought that was great like it was a great first impression let me tell you oh good job brad there you go yeah you know that usually isn't the case for you i had a job (laughs) that was was important yo my own horn yo but then he fucking shaved his head after the first date so our second date, he had no hair, and I was like, <sighs> <laughs> "All right, let's see how this goes." Pro tip for the men out there: don't shave your head on, the, on after the first date. <laughs> after you made a good first impression, talking about water lines and such, <laughs> meeting up at an Irish pub. <laughs> but no, it was uh, we uh, had a couple of drinks. He had to take care of a couple of calls, and you know we went on. With the rest of our evening, we said goodbye after probably, like, two hours of hanging out. And uh, then we didn't see each other for probably a week or so. And then he asked me to breakfast. Whoa. Big step. Breakfast is the move. Hey, (laughs) breakfast is a big deal to y'all, man. Because that's not just a date. That's like, hey. Induction. Let's have breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It it carries weight to it. Absolutely. (laughs) Also, as a woman... You don't get asked to breakfast dates. You get asked to like coffee dinner. dates. Yeah, and like dinner dates. Dinner dates yeah. and shit. So I was, it was refreshing to do something different. Yeah. Well, at the time then, I guess, what were both of you doing? I mean, she alluded that you were in property management at that point, right? Yeah, I was, uh, let's see, what was that, 18? I was in property management. Um, I was overseeing like mobile home parks and uh, commercial real estate. It was my first job out of college. Um, and so, uh, it was just one of those things where I was just exploring what I wanted to do for a career path. And, um, so, you know, we started off kind of fast. We, uh, moved in after like five months or six months of knowing each other. And I was going through that job. I wasn't really happy in that job. One of those things. And, uh, sorry, I kind of got off topic, but it's all good. Steve, what were you doing? Um, actually I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. Oh, actually, yes, I was. I, so I moved in, I moved to Ventura in October of 2017 and I actually had just started a job in March at a YMCA. I was being a, uh, gym. I worked in the gym at the YMCA and it was, um, okay to say the least, (laughs) but it introduced me to, um, the child care program because my one of the the lady who was heading it or who was the department head uh caught wind that 
I work with kids and she's like, she poached me essentially. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, she was really great. I, I, so I, then I started working with kids. I I did end up having to quit my, uh, the gym portion of the job because it just wasn't, it wasn't as rewarding as working with the kids. And also it was just a better gig working with the kids. So I started working, uh, in their childcare program with a bunch of different schools around the area. And so that's what I did for probably two and a half years. Were you going to school during that time? I went back to school starting in August of 2018 mm-hmm. after almost a two a year and a half break. And I went to Northridge, Cal State Northridge for a little bit. I was majoring in kinesiology to become a physical therapist. And after that one semester there, I had realized that I didn't want to be a physical therapist anymore. And I was like, oh, shit, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) And um, so what I I think I just I decided to apply to VC for a little bit. And then I Ventura College. Yeah, sorry. Ventura College. (laughs) The illustrious. In Ventura, (laughs) California. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I, I switched my major from kinesiology to biology, and it was the stupidest thing I could have ever done. I went straight into calculus and um, Ooh, microbiology. Yeah. Oh my god! Needless to say, I was probably in those classes for three weeks, and then I dropped out <laughs> because I was like, "Holy crap, I can't do this!" Um, and then I switched. I took about I want to say six months off to maybe a year, working with kids still, and I decided to go back to school for psychology. And I just actually recently got my degree in psychology from the University of Central Florida. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So throughout that whole time, Brad, you were just working full time or were you going back to school as well? Or Let's see. Uh, no. So I, gra- I graduated from Cal State General Islands back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Got my business degree. And then. Um... Ooh, go Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then I was I was working working full time, kind of while we were fig- getting our relationship going and whatnot. I was also dealing with work and realizing, man, I hate sitting behind a desk all day every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, then February in 2019, I finally had enough. I was like, you know what? I'm just this is not something I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, not so to call- mention, we were living in an apartment that. Oh, the yeah, company owned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the company that I worked for was where we lived. So, um, and then so I decided, you know what? I think it's time to go try restart. Try go back to construction. Kind of go back to something I know I'm good at. Let's see how that goes and kind of explore the options from there. Mm-hmm. And so, called my dad one day and I said, "Hey, do you have room? Do you have room in the in the company for me to come back and whatnot?" And he said, "Yeah." So, uh, gave my gave my notice and. Went back, went to work for him three weeks later or something like that, and now I've been with him for about four years and working full time, and uh, just finally I'm working, getting towards my general contractor license. So there you go. Should have that by November. Knock on wood. Awesome. So, kind of going back and touching on the whole back to construction thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, how long were you working in construction before then? Well, I worked on and off with my dad. I mean, I. I'd go when I was like 13 and, you know, go on days off and like school, uh, 
days off, vacations, whatever, just to earn some money. So, I mean, probably since I was like 13, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then it would be on and off. I mean, I, I had a few years where one year I was a bagger at a grocery store. Another year where I worked as a busser for uh, a restaurant, a local restaurant. But in between that, it was working construction with my dad. And so kind of something I've just always been around naturally. But you never like took serious right off the bat, right? No, not really. It was always just, just a place. It was, you know, obviously it's your dad's company, my dad's company. So it was like a place to make money when mm-hmm. I'm on vacation. and uh, Or not in school. Yeah, or not in school. Yeah. And, uh, plus, it was like me and him, me and my dad butted heads a lot when I was younger. Um, I was a lot more hard-headed, mm-hmm. a lot of, had a lot more anger in me, and uh, so me and him would just constantly butt heads, and so it was never something where I was like, this is what I'm doing the rest of my life, Yeah, but here I am now. <laughs> well, here you are now. <laughs> well, looking forward to the, the getting your contractor's license and such, so hence the reason why, you know, you're married to the construction lifestyle, right, and then we'll get to Eve as well, <laughs> right, but, you know, just wanted to kind of touch on your background a little bit so eve you know kind of pushing forward a little bit you just got your degree in psychology right yep so in all of that as well you were going to beauty school right or cosmetology school right yep i went to cosmetology school while still taking my online classes and uh it was a challenge to say the least because i've literally been in school for like let's see all together seven years maybe and I was like so tired of it. But during my psychology, like just taking all the psychology classes, I mean, I was just thinking about it and thinking of all the different ways that I can put myself out there to help people out and like make them feel better about themselves in any sort of way. And I kind of just realized when I was younger, I mean, I was always playing with my friend's hair. I was always doing their makeup. They always asked me to do all of the stuff cosmetology wise. And it's just like, I, when I turned 18, it was kind of like, I wasn't being pushed to go to college, but it was kind of like, I probably shouldn't become a hairdresser because I do want to become a physical therapist and make more money. But then I was like, okay, well, five years into my college career, I was like, okay, well, I guess I can do this. And truthfully, uh, my mom was a huge help. She um, was like, you know, I never thought that you could make money as a hairdresser. But now that I see all of these women and men making an absolute killing out there as a hairdresser, she was like, I support you. And then I talked to Brad about it. And, you know, we agreed that, you know, I could take some time off of work and he would be the wonderful fiance that he was and sugar daddy (laughs) and support me through (laughs) this change. Um, So I went to beauty school. I was there for probably nine months. I was in and out so fast, as fast as I could possibly get in and out. And I was still working on my degree and I was like, you know, I'm so close. Why not just finish? Mm -hmm. So it took me a little longer than I, you know, had hoped for, but that's okay. I still have it. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. I got my cosmetology license a month or a less than a month after I graduated beauty school. I fucking worked my ass off. I studied and I went in there first try, fucking 40 
42 minutes for 128 questions. That's how bad my test anxiety is. <laughs> and I was like, I click your at the very last question. And you're like, are you sure you want to submit? And I'm like, uh, okay. Wait, 42 minutes. Isn't that quick? Yeah. That's, that's what my three, test anxiety that's three does. three questions a minute. You do, you had like, I think an hour and 20 minutes. Oh. What? I'm just saying that's quick. That's pretty good. That's what test anxiety does to you. Oh. I have horrible test i'm like i'm gonna fail um but no and then i I click the button and it said that i go meet the person and i like you don't find out right then and there if you pass like you have to go give them your shit and then they're like oh you pass and i'm like huh i did what now (laughs) (laughs) holy crap so um getting my license and my degree all within literally like a year was a really awesome accomplishment for myself and i'm super proud and honestly I probably wouldn't trade where I am right now. It's been a long road, but I'm happy where I am now. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. Thanks. Yeah, I kind of want to go back a little bit. Um, when you said you know, Brad was the quote-unquote wonderful fiancé and supporting you. Or in his words, the sugar daddy. The sugar daddy. <laughs> um, how was that time for you, Brad? Well, so, just be honest. No, no. It's... <laughs> You know, you say something like that, you, your wife comes to you and you say, do you mind if I take time off to do this? And I, you know, as a husband, I'm going to say, of course, you know, you got to think about it, obviously, but I, I'm going to do whatever I can to support my wife. Doesn't mean the journey's easy. It's like... I know some, the time you and, guys weren't married. No. Yeah. And so it's like some days are easy and some days are hard. Some days it's like, you know what? Yeah. Hey, you're, you're doing it. You're making moves. We're cool. But then some days you're like... And especially with the recent, uh, you know, it's for us, we've been wanting to get a house and stuff like that. And especially with the recent skyrocketing prices and all that, mm-hmm. it's, it's frustrating because you're, cause you're also on one hand, you want to support your wife, but on the other hand, you're like, man, we need to like make and save money. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a lot of flip flop. It's uh, a hard balance, right? It's a hard balance. Oh, for you, I'm sure you felt like torn one way or the other, depending on how your day went, her day went. Exactly. It's a lot well, of a, it's an emotional roller coaster. It's a day by day thing, and mm-hmm. so it's, and you got to remember that. I mean, it's, it's not like, oh man, I'm sick of everything. I'm just gonna, you know what? Let's call this relationship quits and get out of here. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, you know, day by day, one day's gonna be bad, one day's gonna be good, and you just go. As long as you take it that way, it's you know, it kind of works itself out in the end. Mm-hmm. And what's funny, uh, sorry, but what's funny is that it's a, a really good uh, parallel to kind of how we and our relationship went because you were going to school. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't doing anything as far as like, you know, another, like you weren't going to school for another career or anything, but you were at least just going to college over here at CI. Mm-hmm. And then same thing, like we just talked about it on one of our recent episodes about financial stuff. And I just couldn't uh, contribute to the household. Right. So then it was. Because of my school schedule. Yeah. We had to just kind of come to a compromise on what you can pay, what you can't afford, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but then it goes into support, which was one of the things that we wanted to bring up. Like, what did the support system for you guys kind of look like? You know, the, Vanessa alluded <laughs> oh, it to yeah. you with your question, right? But, you know, how did it feel on your end, Eve, to have to ask that question? You if know I what I mean? Recall, I feel like you were always stressed that you weren't doing enough. Always. How, yeah, how did that affect your guys' relationship at that time? Well, we were working, so, like, we're always constantly working on our relationship, trying to make it better and mm-hmm. getting to know each other to the, you know, best of our ability. Mm-hmm. But 
it was really hard because I was struggling with the fact that I didn't want him to resent me like down the line for just like making him I didn't and not necessarily making him just more of he was taking on almost all of the responsibility financially he was supporting me emotionally which I know is very hard when you have a partner who has depression I was I was I was always feeling that like I needed to be doing like extra or I needed to be like I was always apologizing like just I I wasn't making any money so mm-hmm. I felt bad the support was always there I just I get in my head a lot and I was always struggling with like somebody taking care of me financially growing up when you're a child like totally fine that your parents are taking care of you financially Mm -hmm. but as an adult when you can't take care of yourself financially it really puts a damper on like your Mm self-esteem and and it's not because like I know I couldn't I know I could be like I couldn't work it was just like I needed to focus on this so I could get through it. So needless to say, it was hard, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and the big key for us was like, there, you see so many couples where they have issues like this or they're going through all this stuff and they're not talking to each other. They're just letting this stuff just build up, build up. And granted, we did a little bit of that, but it's like, we more made sure like that to. we made sure what <laughs> I said more than I would have liked to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in saying that, we also like we would sit down, talk things out, and like my biggest thing is I don't like things going unresolved. Mm-hmm. And so for mm-hmm. me it was like You can't put a pin in it. Yeah, I can't put a pin in it. And so for me it was like we need to sit down and hammer this out and just somehow get to the same page. And even if not the same page, show that we're here supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was I think that was another big factor. No, that's that's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that because we talked about how for us and our dynamic we kind of have to put a pin in a lot of things just because we're with we we're with each other twenty four seven, right? Mm-hmm. So we wake up. I, I've said this verbatim on one of our pra, uh, past episodes. I think it was a- the most recent episode. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Well, like, I wake up, she's there. I come out of the bathroom, she's there. We go to work, she's there. Come home, she's there. We go to sleep, she's there, right? Yep. Man, you're kind of creepy, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, especially when we go to work, if we're having a rough day, we have to put a pin in whatever argument or whatever thing is bothering us, right? And then we can pull that out on the way home or we can kind of deal with it later. I mean, recently we've been able to also just get past it, especially if it's something stupid that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. At work, we just, like, go take a moment and just, like, say, it's nothing. It's nothing. It should have been nothing from the get-go. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's one of those where, you know, conversely, on the other half, you know, we talked about and kind of heard Jordan Peterson and his wife, they have to resolve it right then and there. Like, Like, Jordan Peterson can't, I guess, not finish the conversation and not have it be resolved right then and there and let me tell you that was hard for me (laughs) that was hard for me having somebody who needed to work it out right then and there because i was somebody who needed to put a pin in it doesn't that make you feel like he can't let it go like it's almost a bad thing sometimes but for example like recently i've been separating myself when I know that I'm about to get mean 
and when I know the things I'm about to say are not going to be helpful Mm -hmm. at all. So I'm like, I need some time to myself for a second. I need to go walk away and I need to be mad. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say anything that's hurtful. I used to not be able to communicate like that. I would just, it would just kind of be word vomit. Yeah. And it was, it was really hard to adjust to that. But I will say it helped me be more comfortable with him Mm. because like he was willing to talk it all out. Like right then and there, like I was more comfortable doing that because he was kind of forcing me to do it, which like when I say force, I don't mean like he's making me do it. It's just like, (laughs) it was kind of like necessary that we, it was necessary that we do this now and not later. Well, you were learning to communicate with each other. Exactly. You guys didn't compute things the same way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we still don't after five years, but it's better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've, we know. We've been, together, <laughs> we've been together for almost six years, and it's like, I don't want those sunglasses! We're... <laughs> uh, the most recent example. Backstory, we were in cough, sunglasses. Cough, cough, yesterday. Backstory, we were in sunglasses out yesterday, and I do not like salespeople. <laughs> hey, but she was nice. I didn't want to spend $300 on sunglasses. <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> oh, man. No, that that's good, though, because like you were saying, it kind of forced you to be more comfortable with him but it also forced you out of your own comfort zone Absolutely. to help you grow to be a better partner yep. for brad or a, better a communicator too. right you know to be the best version at that time for your husband or future husband at that point absolutely you know yep. so that's that's kind of cool yeah would you guys say you've well obviously you've learned a lot about each other in the past couple of years but going into your getting to up to your marriage after your wedding day would you say you did a lot more growth then or have you grown a lot more within this first year of marriage or pretty I wouldn't pretty say, yeah I'd say it's kind of equal because like we moved in really like I said we moved in really fast or six like, months yeah like six months other. five months whatever but uh so there was a there was a huge growth curve there mm-hmm. and then it was like what two and a half years into dating I think I proposed and so then there's there's, there's kind of like between <laughs> what? Does Eve, that math Eve's thinking up? about the math. No, you proposed to me in February of twenty one. It's like two and a half years. From eighteen to twenty. Almost almost three years, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. You got to get it right, man. I know. You got to get I, it right. My timeline's all jacked up. Uh, so then you got so, because so there's the getting to the honeymoon stage and well, the getting to getting yeah. to live with somebody. There's different phases. Then between the engagement and the wedding, there's another phase because you're dealing with the stress of a wedding, mm-hmm. which is a whole another nightmare in itself. Plus, we just moved. Eve's going through school. I'm, you know, it's there's there's always stuff that comes up. There's in life. a lot of transition going on. And mm-hmm. now in the first year of marriage, now it's like we already kind of have a timeline of when we want to have kids, mm-hmm. and so we're not really focused on like the next. Th- After we got married, it was like. Oh, there's really no next thing to be looking forward to right now. It's just kind of living with each other, going through, going through everything. So that's kind of a learning curve because you're wondering, huh? Now we're just living together. We're not like looking forward to a wedding. Mm-hmm. So that, it's almost like once you graduate high school or college, right? Yeah. It's like you've reached the pinnacle there. Mm-hmm. What's next? Like right. obviously you go you go and find a job, right? But right. Yeah. you're not obligated to do anything you're not obligated to go to class you're not obligated to do this on the other you're not obligated to plan for a wedding you're not uh obligated for like the rehearsal dinners now it's 
almost a breath of fresh air, but it's kind of scary. Yeah, because you're like, we're kind of in an unknown. You're right. in the void. Yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of sad because as a woman, <laughs> as a woman, you plan for so long for this perfect day mm-hmm. and you have the perfect day and then it's over. Oh, you have that little depression afterwards. I had the little depression afterwards. <laughs> the little comma, depression that could. Comma, but through those stages of meeting, moving in together, getting to know each other, I think the most comfortable I've ever seen him was after he proposed to me. For some reason, it's some sort of security. Mm-hmm. Whether he knows that or not, yeah. I saw a massive difference. I had no idea. Like, <laughs> the amount of, like, he was always supportive. He was always listening and stuff. But, like, it's just, it amplified. Yeah. And then, you know, as we, and then when we got married, I mean, he is doing things now that, like, honestly surprised me. And it's super nice. It's refreshing to, like, know that he does these, like, he's supporting me. Because he wants to. It's not kind of like an obligation. Right. And I feel that when we were dating, quote unquote, it was kind of like he didn't have to. Or or he was kind of like, I'm in this. So like, I, I don't know. It, it's been weird. But Well, what's an example that you can give that you, that he's been doing or he did after he proposed that you felt was something new that surprised you? He's just, he was more supportive, like mm-hmm. in a different aspect. So recently, I'll give you a nice example after we got married. I was working for an incredibly toxic salon and I was incredibly unhappy. It was affecting me on all levels. Like since January of this year, 2023, I've been in a horrible mental state. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and going to work at a toxic environment doesn't help that at all. In fact, it makes it 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. So... I sat down and I talked to him. I was like, look, like, I think I need to move. I'm so unhappy. Like, I don't know what to do. And he kind of was just like, it's okay. Like, quit. Make sure you have, make obviously make sure you have a job at another salon, which I did. But he's like, quit. And he pretty much has taken on a a lot more of the financial responsibility. And I haven't heard anything of it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. In fact, like, it seems that he wants to do it more now. And, like, I have this feeling of, like, is he going to resent me for this, though? But, like, he keeps giving me reassurance that Mm -hmm. that's not the case. He's like, you're my wife. I love you. Like, we're we're a team. We've got to support each other. Mm -hmm. So it's just been really nice. That's been a huge change. Yeah, Brad the provider. (laughs) <laughs> hey, is anybody gonna give me a trophy or what's going on? No, Brad. <laughs> Brad, the provider, the supporter. I'm basically just the angel sent from heaven. The Renaissance man. I can't think of an example during my our engagement period because it was just quite a while. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not Brad's no, fault. No. Though. I know. <laughs> the way it came out was funny. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it's like over the last five years, you th- we will like think about stuff that we've done, and the and it's like, like thinking of examples. You try and think of something, but you're like, man, that five years went by fast, but mm. also it's been forever. Yeah. So it's like it all kind of turns into a blur sometimes. Yeah. Um. So when you're trying to recall stuff, it's it's a little funky, but. Mm-hmm. You know, now speaking for or not for Brad, but you know, speaking to you, Brad. Essentially, now you're married to an entrepreneur. At this point, if you want to look at it that way, right? Because. Mm-hmm. 
I know you you're working now for the Pleasant Valley School District, right? Yeah. So you're doing that, but your first commitment was to cosmetology, right? So yep. looking to work for yourself essentially in a way. Yes. Right? So you know, I want to get your perspective, Brad, on how that's been for you knowing that, you know, it's not one of those jobs where it has health insurance, it has benefits like that. You she has to do that on her own, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of provide for that herself. Yep. So in your in your case, like what does that look like on your end? How does that feel? You know, do you feel stressed out? Just kind of give me the lowdown on it. Well, it's it's the the health insurance thing and, and even I talk about this all the time because <laughs> I work in construction. I'm basic I work for my dad. You so need Aflac. I need Aflac. <laughs> <laughs> you need accident coverage. My biggest thing is so I work for a small business. I'm gonna be licensed myself. Health insurance is something I'm always gonna have to pay full price mm-hmm. for, regardless. And so, and then it was Eve going into, and this was kind of a, this was a point of stress, not major, but one point when she went into hair, I was like, oh man, she's not going to have health insurance either. He wanted (laughs) me to get a desk job that had health insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. No, but you know, I'm not going to say, hey, get a desk job. It was, it was like, hey, do what you, you know what, do what you want. I'll figure it out. We'll make it work. But you're concerned for the future. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like having kids. It's like having a job that provides benefits mm-hmm. is kind of something that in today's world kind of necessary in a sense. Well, I kind of want to put a pin in what oh, yeah. we were going to before too yeah. and touch on that a little yeah. bit, right? We kind of touched on this too about, you know, I think our parents, our generation, right? Cause you guys are basically the same age as we are. Baby boomers. Right. No, so, we're not baby boomers. Well, no, our parents are. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of that mindset and that thinking of, you know, health insurance, get benefits, you know, this, that, and the other was passed down from our parents to us, right? Mm -hmm. Where I think this is the new generation of, you know, we want to do what we love and, you know, try and... Self-employment, so many small business owners. Right. Like we want to be able to do what we want, not necessarily versus looking for, you know, what we have to do to provide for ourselves and all that. So I think there's just a, a... new search for a different type of freedom in yes that. definitely yeah, yeah. well and, it, and it's hard because you know we we're passed down those like you need to get a, jo- a job that has stable get a degree uh, get a, yeah, get get a job, degree get a job get, get benefits, benefits retire at a good age and so we're at this weird point in society today where it's like okay you know doing like we're all in the trade we're all in some sort of trade and that's especially like the blue collar stuff is becoming more and more feasible as far as yeah. because it's kind of becoming more lost art type stuff. But in saying that, the way that the healthcare system is set up, and I'm not getting political, I'm just from what I've experienced is you really have to have health insurance. Yeah. And you have to have good health insurance. Like I'm on a plan right now where I pay almost $400 a month just for myself, mm-hmm. and it's catastrophic care. Yeah, and like I had the little melanoma spot pulled out of my arm, and they wouldn't cover anything. Jeez, bro! And so I had to pay all that out of pocket, and so. Not to mention that your wife makes when she did her health insurance application. They ask you how much you make. Mm-hmm. If you make under thirty thousand dollars a year in California, <laughs> you can literally pay like fifty dollars a month for health insurance. It's disgusting. <laughs> So, yeah, so disgusting. <laughs> and these poor people who are making an actual salary to live. Yeah, like a livable wage. A sort livable of deal. wage are yeah. getting fucked. Fucked in the 
ass yep. by the health insurance companies. Yep. This poor guy, he has two annual visits to the doctor a year and that's all he fucking gets. <laughs> it's like, that's what you get for making a livable wage. Like, yeah. that's so fucked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, it got slightly <laughs> political. But what I'm saying is if you don't make any money in this state of California, you can have some of the best health insurance. Yeah. Some of the best. Yep. Yeah, but they're just stressed out about money all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's so the other on the scale. Yeah. So, so kind of circling back, right? You know, basically thinking ahead, yep. you know, you're look you're focusing on health insurance, but also, you know, making sure that both of you guys can get covered. Mm-hmm. Right. So go ahead and continue. So when Eve got out of that salon that she was with, she went to a new salon. And so she went from Ventura to Camarillo, which in some sense, she basically had to restart her clientele. She took a few with her, but she's starting over. And so she's, she's worried about, I'm not going to, you know, maybe I should start looking for something part-time. And I go, yeah, look, you know, look for something part-time, see what you can get. You just mm-hmm. got your degree. So you really, you have a lot more opportunities open to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she applied, she saw this thing with the school district and applied for it. Got a few interviews, actually got upgraded in the interview process to a higher paying job. Nice. And, you know, it's, it's nice because now she's got a part-time job, which, and this is, this is another part of the conversation. It was, they offered her with the upgrade. She got offered, you can either do part-time, which is 30 hours a week or whatever, or you can take the full-time position. And she goes, well, you know, I want to, uh, I still want to do hair on the side, but if I take full-time, I'm not going to be able to do hair. Mm-hmm. I go, Okay. And then she brought home all the information and everything. I said, okay, let's do the math. Let's sit down, run the numbers. Mm-hmm. What's it going to cost you to, or what's the pay difference, full-time, part-time? But then let's w- calculate what's the pay difference between part-time with hair and full-time no hair. Mm-hmm. And we sat down and did the math. And the part-time with hair, even with after paying her chair rent, her uh, uh, materials, uh, the increased health the health insurance yeah, the health insurance full time and, and part yeah. time was uh, like three hundred bucks a month difference. Mm-hmm. So we did all the math on that. She's making like ten grand more doing hair plus part time, and yeah. we get health insurance. So it was like, hey, that makes more sense. Plus you'll be happier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do what you love, but also do the one that gets us benefits. Yeah. So that provides that little extra yeah. security until you can get the the styling up and going to where you want to be exactly Mm -hmm. if that's even what i want to do i mean i'm I'm about to go work with special needs children and i have i think low-key always wanted to do that since i was a kid Mm -hmm. i always looked up to the people that worked with them said that they just you know you are like a like you're a blessing like you have the patience of like a saint like Mm -hmm. these people (laughs) these people deal with such hard children and Mm -hmm. it's like I'm so excited to start working with them again. And like, so to be able to do two things that I love and that I'm passionate about, I'm so fucking excited. Like I haven't been this excited to work and I don't know how long. (laughs) (laughs) And that's awesome. That's how it it should be. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm lucky. Through all of that, you know, having to deal with you guys getting to know each other through, you know, the, the stresses of, trying to find your career paths or like for you Eve going to school trying to figure out what it is that you want to do having to change your major because that's always like the natural thing for people our age anyway going to college or almost anyone going to college right Mm -hmm. right you know you go through you change your major because you're not happy with the first one and then you're you're just kind of searching right yep on the other hand Brad you were kind of like born into construction in a way 
Right. Yeah. Well, and plus I went to my, I went to college and I go, I'm not going to change my major because I just want to get this done. I don't yeah. Want to be here longer than I have to. Yeah. So through all of you know your guys' history and whatnot, was there ever any point where you guys had to seek influence or some sort of guidance on how to navigate your guys' relationship? Did you guys have to talk to anyone? You know, therapy, couples counseling. Oh yeah. Shit like that. You know. We did a. We did um. And I was super reluctant to do this, which... Still are. Still I am. <laughs> um, Let's be honest. But, we, like, before the wedding, we were kind of having a little freak a little freak out. And so we, we went and saw a marriage counselor a couple times. And I'd like to say it helped, but would I go back? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, we went twice. <laughs> <laughs> we went twice. Yeah. Um, hey, a couple times. I was, I was right on par. So when we started dating... Pause. I've been working on my mental health for a very long time since I was like 21 years old. When we started dating, shit got worse. Mm. And As far as like your mental health? Yeah. Okay. Because I was just going through so many different things. Shit with my dad, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And then I've got like... I'm throwing I'm trying a to monkey wrench called Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta fucking figure out a, a relationship. So basically within these last five years, I've been in a transitional period this entire time. Whether it be, like, I've, I've been stressed to some point. I've been going to therapy for five years now. And I go at least once a month. And it has been incredibly helpful for me to learn the tools, how to deal with certain situations, how to regulate my emotions, all kinds of stuff. So I have been able, through going to therapy for myself, I've been able to navigate through this relationship on a slightly easier level Mm -hmm. and when we have issues and sometimes we feel like we i can't communicate with him like i feel like we do need some guidance and i don't really know where to go from there because i would love to have like a third party mediator like and it's not even like a mediator they're purely there to help you think and for you to talk like they'll ask you a couple of questions and like you just go on from there and it's like, it sucks that they cost so much, but you, people don't realize how beneficial it is just to talk mm-hmm. and to have somebody who actively listens. It's amazing. So if we could go back at some point in our life, not because we have problems, that is not why we go. We go because it's a tool to learn how to communicate better. Mm-hmm. I mean, and... If we don't ever go back, then that's why I got my awesome therapist. (laughs) No, she's fucking awesome, though. Seriously, if you are thinking about going to therapy, stop thinking about doing it and just go. I mean, it's don't go to somebody who is enabling. That's all I got for you. Short answer, answer, yes. (laughs) Hey, that's cool. I mean, we're all about long answers and hearing your story, but... Uh, I kind of want to touch on that. Like, what are some signs then of someone that's, you know, kind of enabling you in that sort of scenario? We're, we're ignorant to therapy. We've never gone. Uh, we're not opposed to doing it. We just never have done it. Yeah. And the only time that we did some sort of counseling was when we had to because we were getting married through the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had to meet up with the deacon. deacon. And yeah, it's basically just pre-marriage counseling. Yeah. yeah. So that's the only reason why we had to talk to somebody about it before we went on a retreat so 
it's hard to see the signs when you are somebody who's easily enabled, but a therapist who enables you just kind of is like, doesn't make you think about your consequences, doesn't try to hold you accountable, Mm -hmm. just pretty much takes whatever you're saying and runs with it. And basically you are the center of the world and you are the only thing that matters and you figure out what you got to do for you. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a selfish sense of like therapy. And I don't think that that's healthy. Everybody needs to be held accountable for the things that they do. So my therapist personally has really helped me. Like she's like, well, though, like what's like, what did you do to make Brad feel that way? And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, don't go so when you're looking for a therapist, like I always recommend going on psychologytoday.com, searching for what you need. Not sponsored. E- yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> um, I just recommend this to everybody. I'm a psychology major. I, I preach, I preach it because I think it's super beneficial. But you can email a bunch of different th- psychologists. Um, you have a consult with them free. Um, and then basically they find you, you find them, you find the perfect one for you. Mm-hmm. It may take a while. My friend in Colorado, she was, <laughs> I'm sitting here watching people point at my dog to go away. <laughs> um, so He's my, a good boy. my best friend, she was struggling. She was seeing somebody who just like, wasn't really helping her. Like mm. just, she wasn't getting anything out of it. And so I was like, look, like just go on here and do something about it and figure it out. And then she finally found one and she's like, she's awesome. Some people are really good with like the holistic, like, like down to earth stuff. I'm a very practical like person. Like tell me what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, like straightforward, straightforward. Yeah. Do you I think- don't need you to sit there and coddle me, dude. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Please tell me what I did wrong. Like coddle me. If I'm like actually going through something like, my father issues like yeah don't coddle me but just like kind of hold me and support me a little bit (laughs) but um that's what you should really pay attention to like somebody who is not holding you accountable Mm -hmm. Mm. but the problem is is those types of people don't ever hold themselves accountable so right is that kind of like the issues you have with therapy brad do you have lack of trust and maybe yeah i was gonna say so like fully to be fully transparent with everybody even i hold two different i uh two different viewpoints on therapy i i think it's beneficial for some people i think it's some people i think in today's society i think there is a therapy culture that's been built up um where some people are saying everybody needs therapy which i don't believe or they can be easily taken advantage of yeah um so it's like you know when we were going through the issues beforehand where we did seek counseling it was very beneficial, and I am, I am glad we did it. However, I also have a hard time. Our, our counselor happened to not be in a successful relationship, and it's hard for me to listen to somebody give me advice about That's marriage. That's not a good example. Yeah, no, right. it's, it's hard for me to listen to somebody give me marriage advice who is currently di- divorced or whatever. Did not, have, did, did not have a stable relationship. Yeah, and, so. and you can argue, too, on their end that, and in, in their defense, you can argue that, you know, they would have good insight because they've went through the whole thing, right, from marriage all the way through a bad relationship, through divorce and whatnot. However, yeah. 
to your point though, and this is kind of where I, I stand too. That's getting into marriage. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I stand on the same the same plane personally, mm-hmm. right? Again, like, if you need therapy, if you, you feel like you would benefit from that, that's totally mm-hmm. fine. But I want someone, if I were to go see a therapist, I would love to see someone that could have the credentials to back it up. Not the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to know that they have a very successful marriage, that, that they're experience. happy, but went through the struggles to get yeah. there. Exactly, life experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking serious. Then that's something that we read in a book called *The Speed of Trust*, where you have credibility, you have the confidence, you, you know, that eventually builds trust. In if I'm the therapist, right? If I have those mm-hmm. two things, then competence. I'm sorry, not confidence. The competence and the, I just said it, I'm sorry, cred, uh, credentials and credibility. credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you build that trust in your client because they can feel like, you know, okay, this is someone that's done it. Yep. This is someone that, you know, has been through the ringer, come out on the other side, and they're way better for it. Yeah. You know? For example, my therapist, she had horrible problems with her mom growing up. And she is at the age now where she's able to deal with it on a very emotionally stable level and just being able to talk to somebody about how they were able to overcome their pain from their parents is awesome because when you relate to somebody it really makes you feel seen Mm -hmm. and it really makes you feel that like you'll be able to do this if they can do it like I can do it too so she's helped me like so much just trying to be like trying to just disconnect myself from my dad and try to look at it from a different point of view, which I have. And maybe one day he'll come back into my life and it'll be okay. But honestly, like I am taking this time to be selfish and get over all of my trauma that he (laughs) put me through. (laughs) And um, I think that's fine. Like she's uh, just to have somebody to relate to and to just like she's she's fine like she's doing good she has a very nonchalant relationship with her mom mm-hmm. and like i'd love to get to that to some some point someday and if i don't ever get that then it is what it is yeah. at least i got my husband and the rest of my family <laughs> so um well i i, I want to touch on have you learned anything from there that you've directly been able to have success with in terms of communication with brad ask brad Bradley. <laughs> are we talking about uh, couples counseling or are we talking about her? And, no, know, me therapy. Her, therapy. yeah. Oh, uh, well. And I guess what have you noticed as well? Well, no, it's it's like she, she Eve obviously suffers from clinical depression. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that I've never had to deal with in my life. And so there are times where it's like she'll go into a state and I literally can't do anything. I don't know how to navigate it, anything. And so she'll be in a state... I'll do my best to do what I can, but sometimes it's sometimes it can't be the spouse that's there to help with certain things. Mm. For me, for me, like the biggest thing was learning is the patience of it all. Patience of letting her kind of go through this, speak with her therapist to see how how uh, how she's going to fix the problem or something like that. That's been my biggest thing that I've just had to learn um, with this whole thing. Um, You've had to learn basically just a new type of patience yeah, and new like new type I, of problem solving. I've always almost. been a guy where it's like you can just talk talk it through and come out and be good, or you know, 
get into like for me personally it was like i'd get into a funk i'd go start working out or something get the blood moving i'd be fine yep and i always thought oh you know exercise eating properly that's the only way to do like sometimes it is some for some people it is for some people that's not the only way to do yeah and that's that's more of a masculine thing to do anyway you know what i mean like yeah i'm reading a book not to get too far off topic but i'm reading a book that talks about masculine essence and feminine essence as well and he references stuff like that too where Mm -hmm. you know for most men it's just really easy for you to just get up eat a steak go out work out come out and you're just totally fine yeah well and because we i mean i have no scientific basis for this anyway but i'm pretty sure men have like less hormones running through their body (laughs) (laughs) like you know you go work out you're cool cannot confirm or deny in the science right (laughs) yeah it literally has something to do with like the like women brain and female or women and men brain like yeah. they're two very different brains mm-hmm. canceled um, but <laughs> personally um because he didn't really like answer that question well it's good though because he gave uh, his, at least his view yeah, viewpoint right. on he had to figure out well, a new had, sense of problem did, solving I, yeah it's like i did learn something it's just it was like what did it do for me is what I'm, what he his question well, you, was. you need some sort of outlet where you can talk and have somebody give you some sort of guidance to but to, what come what the question was what do you feel that has changed that you that i've gotten out of it yeah and like I've what i've been able to communicate so i mean at least person from what i see for, mm-hmm. for myself i've been able to communicate to him during the times where I can't like so if I'm in a depressed state and he'll ask me like can I do anything I don't know how <laughs> uh, like if any of y'all go through depressive phases like you know that it's hard to explain what you need you cannot you it's honestly sometimes physically hard to just mention what you need so she's helped give me the tools to bring my confidence up in that time to tell Brad what I need like I need you to just hold me because Brad would get incredibly frustrated with the fact that he couldn't help me feel better in that time, that, that day and that time and that hour right then. And it would turn into uh, an argument and then it would throw me further into my depressive episode and being able to communicate with him and tell him that I just need you to hold me or I don't need you to fix anything. I don't need your advice. I just need you to, your support. Like, that's all. And I've been able to do that a lot more now. Um, you know, just that and being able, like, you know, Brad's got a little bit of some anger at times. <laughs> and she's also helped me navigate to just, like, try to not take it personally. Because, like, but it's really hard. <laughs> It's really hard not to take it personally. Um, so I've just, I'm always working on myself. It's really hard. Hey, that's good, but though. The most, the, the most beneficial thing that she's helped me with is teaching me how to communicate with him in times when I really need him. Because I'll push you away as far as I can get you if you let me. <laughs> Seriously. So... I'm yeah. like a leech. I don't let go. Unfortunately. <laughs> Just kidding. I do love him. Uh, uh, minus what all but. the words have said in this podcast. <laughs> but. Should I get the charcuterie board out? <laughs> oh, I know. We could have started Ooh. with that. Ooh. 
And we're back after a quick charcuterie break and LaCroix break. So, kind of <laughs> touching up a little bit on, you know, the ending to your point, Eve, right? About therapy, you know, betterment and whatnot. I guess speaking from my perspective, because I've known Brad since basically we were in diapers, you know, we have a long history and whatnot. Uh, well, it all started with purple nurple. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, speaking from that perspective and all that experience, right? It's it's been interesting to see him kind of grow into a different person. Uh, you know, running around the cul-de-sac on Taloma Drive. You know, we're just a bunch of young kids not that, knowing no, anything. Now there's gonna be some creepy people trying to find my parents' address. Right, that's <laughs> what's gonna happen. Um, but you know, we we didn't really have a. a I guess a purpose early on, you know, how some people, if their families have businesses or whatever, how that's kind of naturally instilled in them early. I don't know. I mean, you could speak on it later, Brad, but Mm -hmm. I don't think we had a real sense of drive to do anything when we were really young. Besides, you know, just kind of hang out, have a good time and be kid, do, do kid things. Right. Of course. But then as you get older, you know, I'm going through my music thing. Brad gets in the music thing too. We do drum corps at separate times, but he does it. And then after that, I mean, I was kind of in the same boat as you, Brad, how, you know, it's kind of like after you finish and you reach the pinnacle, right? Like, what else do you do? Mm-hmm. After we age out of drum corps, I just end up teaching because it's kind of the natural thing to do. But then Brad, once he was done with drum corps, he didn't actually age out, did you? You did? Yeah, I aged out, yeah. Okay. So after you aged out, you went down a totally different path, which I don't know if you had already planned that out before. I'm, try- I'm trying to think what I was, let's see, I aged out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, no, I was I was just teaching and I was working at a, I was working as a busser uh, at nights and then I was teaching like some of the, we were teaching the high schools together. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of, and I was going to college, so I was, fin- I was doing my degree stuff. So it's not like, I hadn't. You know, like, I hadn't really done... Like, you obviously didn't keep going with the college thing. Yeah. Whereas I was finishing the college thing, and so I hadn't really gotten to my pinnacle yet. Um, And you were kind of figuring out career-wise, like, do I stay with music? Do I not stay right. with music? And college is a non-negotiable from your parents, right? Yeah, yeah. College was one of those things It's just like, all right, you got to do it. Somehow my brother managed to get out of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the baby. Yes. Yeah, hey gets paid more than me now anyway so so yeah i mean you know we didn't really have a full-on game plan when we were growing up Mm -hmm. but you know it was really cool to see that you were in the construction thing for a bit you broke off and tried to do something different almost got your real estate license right yeah i was working on that for a little bit and and realized i hated real estate (laughs) (laughs) but you know it was cool to see you go down that path and Vanessa and I were like, what the hell? I would have never <laughs> saw Bradley Hughes going to be a freaking real estate agent. Right. But, you know, you ended up hating it anyway. Yeah. And then you went back to construction and now look at you. You're trying to, you're, you're on your way to getting your contractor's license. So yep. it's a big deal in itself too, yeah. you know, going throughout the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Yep. And getting married along the way. Yep. Finding an awesome woman in Eve. And she's Floridian. A, she's okay. A Floridian. <laughs> And, you know, just seeing the, the growth as a human being and as a person, just it, it's cool to see because, again, we had no drive, no business doing anything, really. Yeah. Going from from that 
to where we are today. It's been a lot of a lot of shit we've had to go through. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of you know ups downs, a lot of stagnation really. You yeah, know, just kind of sitting yeah. there floating. Yep. And then you know, I feel like both of us could probably attest to this. But once we met our significant others, we kind of ended up gaining a little bit more of a purpose in our lives at that point. You know. Yep. Yep. So that it's been fun and interesting. Also, the fact that I didn't cheat on him probably helped. <laughs> yeah, you picked a good one finally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's been really interesting for yeah. sure. Well, and it's been cool, like on on my end, seeing seeing uh, you know, I mean, obviously we've kept touch through the years, and you know, seeing uh, you how you were in high school, Mister Angry Pants, all the time, and yeah, pun- punching rennet trucks and blooding your knuckles up. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, living with my parents, freeloading free off my parents for a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's cool because it's, you know, it's like, and especially like with you and V, it's like, V's like a sister. So it's like, it's cool that I get to grow with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. so you guys find, see your, you guys find your place in the whole rapping industry. That's pretty, that's a pretty cool thing to yeah, yeah, just from since I've known you guys, like, it's been awesome to watch you guys finally find, like, something that you love. And the fact that you're doing it together is super cool. Yeah. But it's been it's been really awesome to be a part of your journey. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been fun, to say the least, right? Yeah, it's been okay. We've been through, like, <laughs> yeah. we've been through our ups and downs and lefts and rights. And, and now we're doing this podcast thing. Yeah. Right. Mm. To kind of share yeah. our experiences. And bring people like you guys on, which is fun. Um, to kind of touch into that a little bit, I, I just want to go into how your guys' dynamic not being a couple that works together versus us, you know, how do you guys manage your time together, if that makes sense? Like how, mm-hmm. what is some most of your valuable time spent together? What are some times that you cherish the most, you know, what are things that you guys like to do together? in place of seeing each other 24 seven. Yeah. Um, my big thing. And I, you know, like having you guys work, I see you guys work together. You're all, you're together all the time. I go, I don't know how they do that. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love my wife. Babe, I love you. I'd marry you all over again. Don't lie. (laughs) She said, don't lie. I know. No, but like, I'm a guy where it's like, I, I love to come home to my wife, best friend. But I also like work. I'm kind of a totally different person at work where I'm, I'm a lot more, and I wouldn't even say intense, but I'm just more like when I'm at work, I'm focused on work. It's professional. Yeah. Like when I'm at work, I try kind of the good thing about work is like for me, I'll go and whatever's happening at home or whatever's happening in the world, I go to work and I just focus on work. Um, and so it's a good way to get my mind off things and, um, I've had friends who've come and worked worked with me and stuff and at work I'm kind of a totally different beast and so like I know for a fact that even I could not work together because that yeah, dynamic wouldn't work. No, the dynamic wouldn't work. It would just it would result sad to say it probably results in divorce but um I'd cry all the time, <laughs> you'd scream all the time. It wouldn't work out. Yeah, so it's I'd cry. All I know. The time. <laughs> Dude, I would. Yeah. Um, but I would say the things that we really uh, bond over are camping. That's how we really love to spend our time together. And I think that 
those are like probably going to be like the best core memories that we make, you know, that we've made and that we're going to make like with our kids and that we've already made with you guys. Mm. Like, um, like, like we do a lot of, we do the vehicular camping. Um, that's not getting edited out by the way. Hey, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, where it's like, like when we went, when we all went and did jawbone trail, like you're sitting in a car with hours on end with your significant other. And we've got you guys behind us the whole time. So we're not talking with you guys much, but the two of us, like for us, it's just looking out, spending time to get that kind of time together. It's like, it's almost stress-free and it's just relaxing because you're just hanging out. Like we're just, Eve and I are just hanging out, talking about who knows what random crap. Um, And we're just having a good time. We're out there having a good time, out in nature, doing stuff together. Um, And it's nice because it's kind of a disconnect from normal life. So that's uh, kind of one thing that we like to do together, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I will say that, you know, every single person has their different love language. And mine is quality time spent together. And I enjoy when people are present. And I really enjoy when he's not on anything and we're at home and we're able to actually, like, connect with one another. You know, we, we've recently found that we have to work a little bit harder to do things together because, you know, I work on Saturdays occasionally and sometimes I'll work until four o'clock and like, that's a super long day and he's all, he's alone. I'm a sad puppy. All day by himself. So he gets a little miserable and then, you know, I made plans to go do something one day and. I pretty much left him alone for the entire weekend and I did feel bad, but you know, we had talked previously to that weekend about me doing things by myself or me going and spending a little bit more time with my friends because like we do spend a lot of time together, but also it's just us. Like we don't do any, like I, we need to go, I need to go do stuff with my friends and stuff like that. But I mean, it's we're we're a pretty simple couple and the fact that like we just like to sit and enjoy each other's company but we've had to really make more of an effort to like connect a little bit because you know he'll come home and i'll get on his game boy or i'll be on my phone for a couple (laughs) hours and it's just dating each other you do you really do and we had this conversation last weekend um i need we need to be doing We need to be encouraging each other to do things during the weekend. If you don't want to sit at home and you don't want to be bored, like you've got to make your significant other do something. Like it's not a matter of asking if you want to do it. It's a matter of telling like, hey, we're going to go do this. So we've both taken responsibility starting next weekend. We've already had plans with you guys this weekend. But Mm -hmm. next weekend we're going to we're going to pick one day and each of us are going to pick one thing to do. And it's a surprise and we're just going to go do it. No questions asked, nothing. That's cool. And then another thing that I brought up is, I know you've been seeing this probably on TikTok and Instagram, but it's the 50-50 thing. And I don't mean 50-50 financially. I mean 50-50 part of a relationship where it's never going to be 50-50. Yep. Some days... Yes. Some days I'll come home from a shit-ass day and I will be like, I want to disassociate. Like, so I need to vocally... Tell him, I can only carry like 30% right now. Can you carry the rest of my 20%? Like shit like that. And honestly, I think that'll be a very effective communication tool 
because at least that way, like you are prepared for whatever is about to happen. Like, it's not just like the person comes home in a bad mood and just doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. That's not going to help anything. If I come home in a bad mood and I'm like, I got 20. Like, <laughs> like, I think that should be honestly a normal thing because why go into a fucking argument or something? Like, mm -hmm. just be like, and, and then the person automatically knows. All right, pick it up. I got it. Like, and so we're going to, I'm going to start doing that. We're going to start doing that. And I well, wanted to give, give some context as to why we're talking about uh, having, to, like on the weekends, sharing a day here and there. Obviously with the water... During the winter months in in California, <laughs> you can go camping. It's always it's nice. You you got it's stuff. Perfect. You, yeah, you got stuff to go do during the weekends. In the summer, it's getting it like it's been hot. Been in the nineties, uh, up in the mountains. It's in the hundreds, and uh, or the mountains I should say, inland I more like it. It's been in the hundreds, and so like during the weekends, really don't want to do anything. We want to stay inside, relax. You know, stay cool. Um, plus it's not as pretty outside cause all the hills are getting less green and more gray. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we've kind of the last, last month to two months, we've kind of been in a slump on the weekends. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the context of, and we don't live here anymore. And, yeah. Yeah. And you <laughs> guys don't kidding, live here. All kidding. of our freaking friends moved away too. So that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Sorry. literally like two, three friends here now. And he's got like one. His brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut my wrists and black my eyes. Is that kind of that's what prompted uh, those decisions, and I really hope Discussion. that we do follow through with them because I think it could be beneficial yeah, to our relationship. No, we're not yeah. gonna yeah. hope. We're gonna, gonna do it. it. Yeah. That's awesome. So. And we decided that we need to be holding each other accountable mm -hmm. and remind each other of the conversation that we had last weekend, where if one person says that they don't want to do what we're about to go do, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get dressed and we're going. <laughs> no, seriously though, but and I but I said we're not allowed to be mean about it. Yeah. Just yeah. let's reference that conversation that we had. Get up, let's go. Yep. Well, and that came from me because she was at, she was like, You wanna to go to the ferry? You wanna to go to the fair? And no, I don't wanna to go to the fair. Or wait. Maybe I had that opposite. It doesn't matter. The uh, the It was something where it was like, We're not doing anything, so we might as well go do it. Well, on that note because we've been at this for quite a while. On that note. The last question, we can make this one short and sweet, I guess. What does uh, being married to it look like for you guys? Yeah, what are you guys both committed to doing together or making sure you're committed to in your relationship? Support is number one, obviously. Like, supporting each other through everything is number one. And then communication. Like, as long as we're always... My thing is this. If you find somebody who is willing to grow with you and work through things with you, keep them. Because I can't tell you the amount of times that Brad and I have gotten in an argument and my first response is flight. I don't fight. If fight or flight, I flight. He's fight. And so I think that's really good to have. You want to have somebody that fights for you. And I've never had that before. So to find somebody that fights for this relationship, it really put a whole different perspective on it. And like, I can't tell you how much like respect that I have for him to keep, stay around and like the reassurance that it gives. Yeah. Communicate. Communication is key. 
you can't there, this passive aggressive thing that a lot of couples do. You can't do it because that's just going to result in, in resentment. It's going to result in resentment, and that's probably the biggest cause of most couples getting divorced or splitting up or whatever. Communication and you know it's it's never like the movies where it's like happily ever after. It's it's a constant battle. So you just got to be willing to take that battle. And sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes you got to split up. Sometimes two people are totally different. But I mean, in our case, we're, we're different people, but the relationship is not, is worth, worth keeping around. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful, Brad. <laughs> and only the Brad way. Brad Hughes, everybody. <laughs> Offering advice. <laughs> it's a burden being wonderful like me. <laughs> Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> that's the perfect way to wrap up this episode. Uh, do right. you have anything? No, Brad and Eve, thank yeah. you for your time. We'll do this again, and we'll talk about more things. And next time we'll do it around a campfire. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. October. Yeah. When you guys come up to Pismo. Yeah. But yeah, well, thank thanks. you for having us, guys. I yeah, really appreciate it. Us. Of course, we love you. Well, although we had you because we're in our living room, so yeah, that's <laughs> fair. It used to be our living room. <laughs> it's ours it's now. a collective R. It's, <laughs> it's the compound living room. Yeah. There you go. Well, again, thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you. You know where to find us on Instagram, married to it underscore podcast. Eve, where do we find you? Beauty by Eve on Instagram. Yes. Hit me up or don't. <laughs> <laughs> At least give a follow for sure. Uh, don't forget to share the show. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. And until the next one. See ya.